Let's do a little bit of review as we before we start. The our theme scripture for our Far Above Ruby study is Proverbs thirty one ten, and it's who can find a virtuous woman? Her price is far above rubies. And our memory verse is Charm is deceitful and beauty is passing, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. That's Proverbs thirty one thirty. How are we doing with working on that? We've got them. Are we, did we memorize? Who's memorized them? All right. Good job. We're memorizing it. Memorizing the scripture is always good. So far above rubies. Again, I've, I've been really interested in why rubies. Why does, why does the Bible say far above rubies and not diamonds or emeralds or turquoise? Why rubies? And we've learned, just reviewing a little bit, we've learned a little bit about rubies. We've learned that um, in both ancient Greece and India, rubies were said to boil water when they were thrown into it. They were also believed to melt wax as they touched the wax. Interesting that the Lord compares a woman's worth to rubies. Um, I believe, and this is just me, I believe that women bring passion to life. They're, they're kind of the heat in, in life, right? Brings, brings things to a boil and also melts things, melts, melts those hearts of, of, of wax. And also too, rubies command the highest per carat price of any colored stone. So that's something else that's interesting. There's that, that value in rubies. The color of rubies is that of blood, which is associated with both life and death. And again, as women, we, we bring life into the world, don't we? And there's usually with a lot of a lot of red involved. So just something really interesting about, about rubies. Um, back just reviewing a little bit. Um, the book of, of Proverbs is a topical collection of sayings. And the key word in the book of Proverbs is wisdom. And looking at that, um, at that wisdom, it, the, the wisdom of the word, the, the key word meaning Skill in living. And so the Proverbs is a book of wisdom. So wisdom is also knowledge applied. And God's wisdom teaches us all aspects of life. So how to relate to God, how to relate to our parents, how to relate to our neighbors, how to relate to government, how to relate to our husbands. And we we learned about that last week. Um, And what we learned about last week, remember in our, in our, um, her husband, trust her. We learned about the five H's. Remember what the husbands can trust with? And so there's the husband can trust her with his heart and with his household, with his honor. And she's in it for the long haul. Remember that H word, haul. And then also there's that harvest. So so that's a little bit about what we've studied so far. Today we're going to look at Proverbs 31, verses 13 through 20. And I'm just going to read it. So if you aren't already there, go ahead and turn into your turn in your Bibles to Proverbs 31. And I'm going to just go ahead and start in verse 10. It says, Who can find a virtuous wife? For her worth is far above rubies. The heart of... <laughs> the heart of her husband safely trusts her, so he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax 
and willingly works with her hands. She is like a merchant ship. She brings her food from afar. She also rises while it's yet night and provides food for her household and portions for her maidservant. She considers a field and buys it. From her profits, she plants a vineyard. She girds herself with strength and strengthens her arms. She perceives that her merchandise is good and her lamp does not go out at night. She stretches out her hands to the distaff and her hands hold the spindle. She extends her hand to the poor. She reaches out her hands to the needy. And next week we're going to look at uh, verse 21. She is not afraid of snow for her household, for her household is clothed in scarlet. So just looking at Proverbs 31, 13 through 20, the key words in this, this part of Proverbs 31, the first key word is fear, and the second one is willingly. It says she works willingly with her hands. So looking at the first key word, fear, fear in as we're looking at it tonight, is a reverent trust in the Lord because of how great he is and how big he is. So a woman that fears the Lord has a reverent trust in the Lord because of how great he is and how big he is. I'm going to say that one more time. A reverent trust in the Lord because of how great he is and how big he is. Psalm 111.10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All who follow his precepts have good understanding. And it says in Proverbs 2, verses 4 through 5, If you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Our second key word is willingly. Um, it says here in this passage that she works willingly with her hands. Willingly is out of one's own free will. So nobody's making you do it. Nobody's causing you to do it. It's your own free will. Um, working willingly also is um, readily and enthusiastically and acts gladly. We talked last week about um, being a helper. And remember, um, we talked about how when you've ever had somebody help you and they do it in a way where it's like they're in a hurry or they're complaining. That's not working willingly. This woman that we're talking about tonight, the virtuous woman, she works willingly with her hands. So she does it enthusiastically and gladly. The woman that fears the Lord, first of all, this woman fears the Lord because she knows him. So we're going to talk a little bit about... um about working willingly with our hands and so, and also the woman that fears the Lord. So this woman that fears the Lord, she fears the Lord because she knows him. So the first thing that she does is how does she know him? Well, because she willingly works with her hands to know God more. So she willingly works with her hands to know God more. So when we think about working with our hands, we think about, you know, those things that we have to do with with our hands and working as far as, um, you know, maybe washing the dishes, doing the laundry, um, you know, your the things that you have to do at your job. But this woman, the first thing the woman that fears the Lord does is she works willingly with her hands to know God more. 
Some of the ways she does that is by reading and turning the pages of her Bible. So you're in the Word every day. You're reading the Bible. You've got a pen in your hand. And with your hand, you're turning those pages. You're underlining things. You're highlighting things. Working with your hands to know God more. So um, some of the ways to do that. Sometimes when you're new to reading the Bible, new to doing, especially every day, you know, we come with our Bibles to church on Sundays and on Wednesday nights and now on Thursday nights. And, you know, we carry them with us. We carry them in. But on a daily basis, some for some of us, that's new to us. And it could be a little bit intimidating. You don't know where to start. Um, you don't know how to start. One of the easiest things that I found to be in the Bible every day, again, is that daily Bible or the one-year Bible. You just open it up to the date. It has your Old Testament, your New Testament, um, your proverb and psalm. And so usually it can be read in about 15 minutes. If you're, if you're studying words and if you have a little bit more time, you can, you can go a little bit more in depth to that. Um, but that daily, the one year Bible on a daily reading plan is really, it's really convenient because then you don't have to, you know, have your check mark or you, you know, you you forget where you are. If you have, if you miss a day because you're sick or you have sick kids or life just tur- gets crazy that day, you can always just go to the next day, open it to the next date. So it's, it's very convenient to do that. We're also really blessed now in the, in the information and technological age where you can just, you know, pull stuff up on your phone. And that's, that's really nice. So this woman is working willingly with her hands to know more, to know God more in that way. Um, she's writing down memory verses, making, maybe making poems, writing poems out of the scriptures that she's learning. Um, Another way is um, she's instructed in wisdom, and, and ways that we can do that is like what you're doing right now. You're coming to a, a Bible study. Um, some other ways that we can do that on a daily basis is, is listening to podcasts. Again, that's, that's really convenient. You know, if you, if you sit at a desk and you can do that or get up early in the morning and do that, I, I still listen to Pastor Chuck every single day. Um, I just, you know, there's just wisdom in that, and um, so this woman works willingly with her hands to know God more. The women of Bible times did not have the same rights or opportunities that we do. We talked about it last week a little bit about how if the woman was to learn anything about God when this was written, it was probably because there was a man in her life that was teaching her, whether it was a father or a brother or a husband. Women of Bible times didn't, they weren't allowed to go out in public without permission um, from her father. If they were, if it was a single woman, if it was a married woman, um, they weren't allowed to go out in public without their husband. And even then, um, they weren't able to um, speak for themselves. They, they had to have a man that, that spoke for them. They weren't allowed to go to church. That was for men. And a lot of them didn't even know how to read. That was, that was what, what men did. They learned and then they taught, taught women. Um, and it's not so with us, is it? We are really blessed that we can, we can learn, we can go out, we can speak for ourselves, we can learn for ourselves. And sometimes we really take that for granted that we have that opportunity. So the woman that fears the Lord, she, she works willingly with her hands to know her God more deeply. The second thing that the woman that fears the Lord does is she watches over, over the house, uh, the ways of her household. So her household 
is blessed by the fruit of her hands. It says that she brings food from afar. And, you know, I always had this vision of like, you know, she has to like travel for days and go get, you know, go get food. And, you know, maybe she did, but, you know, we are, again, we're really blessed that we don't have to do that. You can always drive to United or Sprouts or, you know, you get to go to the grocery store and, and do that. But to be able to bring in food for your family um, and the Lord provides what you need in your situation. And, and that's always that's always the cool thing about God is he provides um, the, this woman that fears the Lord, she is creative in providing good food for her family. It's not just, you know, every day pulling into, um, the fast food place. It's important. This virtuous woman, she takes her family's health and, um, eating needs seriously. And she, she's creative with that. She, you know, and again, nowadays we can, we can get recipes right off the internet. We can even get our shopping list. We can go, we can, um, do it all on the internet and then go pick it up at the grocery store. But it does take some effort. It, you know, it, it's, it's, it takes some effort to do that and, and to not just pull into a, a fast food place. But it's, it's important to take, um, our family's health seriously. And as a virtuous woman, that is your responsibility according to, according to Proverbs 31. Um, she has a welcoming heart of hospitality. So she not only provides food for her family, but she provides food for those outside her family. Um, she cooks for her family. She cooks for sick friends and neighbors, um, sends meals to those in need. We'll get a little bit more into that. Um, but having that, that, uh, that welcoming heart of hospitality means also too is that this woman is approachable. So the, the woman that fears the Lord and works willingly with her hands, she's also approachable when there is a need. If, um, if maybe a family member or a neighbor or a friend has a need and, and, and you're not approachable, then there is not that heart of hospitality. Um, so this woman, she provides food for her family, also for those outside her family. And I know that that could be a little scary or a lot scary, you know, depending on where your, where your, um, gifts are. If you feel like, man, I can't, I can't even boil water. How am I gonna, you know, my family, they, they hardly eat what I cook. How am I gonna provide for somebody else? You know, it's, it's, it can be a little intimidating. But again, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, um, trusting God to, to give you that, that, um, ability. And again, you know, we can all read a recipe and, and kind of do things like that. And and if that's just too much, you know, because a, a lot of us, you know, as I look around, I see, you know, most of us work and just, you know, it's, I used to kind of joke about this, that like when I would get up in the morning, I'd have this little whisper in my head, you know, what's for dinner? What's for dinner? What's... And so like by noon, it's like talking a little louder. What am I going to do for dinner? What am I going to do for dinner? By about 4.30, it's like, what's for dinner? And I'm just like, no, I've got to do this. And so, you know, if you've got that going on in your head and you're at work and you've got to pick up the kids from school and you've got all this stuff to do. And then on top of that, there's a friend that just had a baby that you you really want to have that heart of hospitality and take a meal over, but it's just overwhelming you know, there's always pizza. <laughs> you know, you really could just, you know, go to Dion's and grab some, you know, grab some pizza and take it over. It's really not so much what you do, but it's that you do. 
Um, I've take, I've gone, you know, to Sam's and gotten frozen lasagna, you know, cook it first. Don't take it over frozen, you know, put it in the oven first, take it nice and hot, you know, things like that. But there's, you know, we are, we're really blessed nowadays that the grocery stores have made it easy to do stuff like that. I'll tell you something else, a little secret that I have just, you know, I'm really blessed. My mom bought an Instapot for me. So if you do not have an Instapot, those are amazing. I did in 25 minutes the other day, a roast, potatoes, carrots, everything, 25 minutes. It took just as long for the cornbread to to be prepared. So, I mean, there's just so many things that you can do. Um, the point is having that heart of hospitality and the willing willingness to work with your hands to do it. That's That's the point, and that's what we're talking about here. I remember going to uh, my grandma's house. And she had these little bowls in her refrigerator. Remember that? She, there was like bowls of leftovers, a little bowl of beans, a little bowl of corn. And there'd be like 50 of us, it seemed like, in the house. She'd get all these little bowls out and she'd make tortillas and we would all eat and be full and she'd still fill little, you know, little bowls and put more leftovers back in the fridge. It was awesome. But my grandma just had just an awesome heart of hospitality and she was always willing to pull out her little bowls of leftovers. It was really cool. Um, I remember one time when I was, uh, I was, Talia was probably about a year and a half old. And at that time, our pastor's wife babysat for her. And I had gone to pick her up after the day. And, um, it was, uh, like dinner time. And we used to call her Nana. Our pastor's wife was Nana. And she had made dinner for her family. And there was a knock at the door. And I remember, you know, I was getting Talia together and, and getting all her stuff together. There was a knock on the door, and um, there was somebody there that needed food. And Nana went to her table and took the bread off her table. She got a bag. She took the bread off her table, took some food off her table, and gave it to a stranger. She didn't know who it was. And that just, like, really left such an impression on me because, you know, she she didn't know that this person was coming or anything, but the church was just in a place in town where there were, you know, there were houses around, and people just knew that they could go to Nana's house and knock on her door and get some bread. And and so that was just really a neat um, example for me, for a woman that's willing to, with with willing hands, stretch out her hands and, and feed those that are not just her family. So the woman that fears the Lord, she, she, she really takes care of her family and she works willingly to provide food for her family. She also gives spiritual food to her family. Remember, she spends time with the Lord in prayer and in the word every day and she's growing spiritually herself. That's how she can do that. That's how she can give that spiritual food to her family and those around her. Proverbs 31, 18 says, she does not eat the bread of idleness. She does not eat the bread of idleness. Um, the third thing that the woman that fears the Lord does is she has open hands. She stretches out her hands to the poor and needy. It says here in, in Proverbs 31, and it's and it says that she stretches out her hands to the poor and needy. A lot of times we think of poor and needy as that person, you know, the beggar on the street or... Um, um, the, the people that, you know, that you see that are homeless, you know, but that's not necessarily the case. The poor and needy, um, we, we have, we have those all around us. If, if you, you know, if you just kind of look around and ask the Lord to show us, if you're willing, He'll show you. Um, a needy person might be a sick friend or a coworker. 
And just in the split second, they just may need some help from you. And again, that, that willingness, remember what it means when you're willing to, to work with your hands and to have open hands. There's um, people in your circle of influence all the time. You know, we all live in different neighborhoods. We all go to different places to work. Our kids go to different schools. So I'm sure that we hear, if not on a daily basis, often enough with somebody that is in need. Um, Again, they're not necessarily that destitute person that um, is living on the streets, but there might be an, an extended illness in the family that uh, that you can help out with, with um, maybe a meal. or um, And I know that there's times where it's just like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Um, my prayer for this group of ladies is that there would not be a person, a family, um, in your sphere of influence. Remember, we talked about that for the first for the, at the first study that we all have influence. And my prayer is that there would not be anybody in your sphere of influence that would not have help when they need it. Whether it's um, again somebody that's sick um, that that can just use a meal, and you if you pray and ask the Lord, He'll He'll tell you what to do. And again, it's not what you do or or what kind of meal that you take, but it's that you take something. Um, something that you can do is, is just show up with a broom. And, you know, especially if there is a, a, an extended illness, you know, just maybe, you know, kind of come in and sweep. I remember one time a friend of mine had broke, uh, she broke her foot and she was homeschooling at the time and taking care of her mom. And the girls and I showed up with, um, with a, our, you know, our broom and our mop. And she, and of course, what do you think she did? What would you do? No, 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 don't, no, don't. And I, I, I took, I did not take no for an answer. And we got, and we, you know, we swept the floor. We, you know, we, we mopped and we, we cleaned up that house. And she was very grateful for it. But, you know, I would, I would say, no, don't do it. Sit down. Let's have coffee, whatever. But, but then at the same time, it's, you know, there's times when we're, when we're in need and we, and we need that. Sometimes, um, babysitting, you know, and it may not be that there's even like an illness or a, um, a problem financially, but sometimes there may, might be just a mother that is, has had it and you can tell on her face that she's about to lose it. Take the kids to the park or something. Sometimes all it takes is an hour, you know, that, that, that a mom could just sit down and stare into space without somebody yelling in their face. You know, sometimes some babysitting, um, giving a ride, you know, picking kids up from school. That's, that's really good help. Again, the whole, the whole point is being willing to do it, willing to help. Ask the Lord and he'll show you. Um, he'll show you what to do. He always will. He always will. God is faithful to do that, to give out, for you to give out and just leave it in the Lord's hands. You just never know how much of a blessing that you can be. When I had cancer, um, when I had chemo, and the, in the, the days that I had chemo, there was a family from our church that would bring over dinner. And she took no for an answer. It was like, either tell me what you want or I'm just going to leave something on your porch. And so that was kind of, you know, the, and it was such a blessing because, you know, were we able to do it? Yeah, we were able to do it. But just knowing that somebody cared enough at a really, really hard time was amazing. Um, they sent their maid over um, and that was awesome. I felt like so spoiled. I was just like, I've never had a maid in my life, but they sent their maid, you know, and that's something too. Maybe you don't have time to go and clean somebody's house that's been sick or whatever, but maybe you have, you know, you have a few extra dollars that you can pay somebody to do it. You know, um, it was it was a huge blessing to, to have somebody come and clean my house from top to bottom at a time when 
all I could do was just sit there and go, oh, I wish I could do this, but I'm tired. <laughs> so um, it was really a blessing. So what your hands do is guided by your heart and not your wallet. And when, the, when you're learning, when you're sitting in the word of God, he'll tell you what to do and he will guard your heart. The woman who fears the Lord, um, number five, she is busy. Actually, this is number four. She's busy. Um, it says right here in our chapter, she rises while it's still early. Um, and in verse 15 and 16, she, pref- she prepares herself for the coming day and in the word. So she rises while it's still, it says it's still, it's still night. <laughs> How many of you have been waking up while it's still night lately? <laughs> she rises while it's, while it's, uh, still, she gets up early and she, Stays up late. She prepares herself for the coming day by prayer and the word. So she uses her gifts for good and uses her hands for good. Galatians 6, 9 says, Let us not become weary in doing good, for in the proper time we will reap the harvest if we do not give up. And remember, we've been talking about that harvest, that um, the virtuous woman, her children will rise up and call her blessed and her husband will praise her. Well, maybe you don't have kids. Maybe you're not married, but the final harvest is to hear the Lord say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. That's Galatians 6, 9. Let us not become weary in doing good, for in the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. So don't give up. Don't give up. The Lord will give you the strength to do the good. Second Thessalonians three thirteen. As for you, sisters, never tire of doing good. I heard somebody say once, when you have nothing to do, the devil will give you something to do. And I've been kind of thinking about that, like, you know, really? But, you know, I know, like, in my house, when you have nothing to do, I will give you something to do. Remember one time my girls were pretty little, and it was the only one time they said they were bored. And, you know, they both at the same time came in and said, we're bored. And I was so excited. I said, really? I've been waiting for this. You're bored? And they were like, yeah. I was like, good. So I gave them each Windex and paper towels and said, wash every window in the house. <laughs> and, and so, I mean, it had to be something that like took some time, right? Because they were bored. So they never told me they were bored again. I think, I think there is some truth to this, that when you have nothing to do, the devil will give you something to do, and that will never be good, right? So the woman that fears the Lord works willingly with her hands. She's uh, strength and honor are her clothing. It says in verse 17, she watches over the ways of her household. She oversees her home. And what does that mean? She oversees the things of the household, making sure that there's clean clothes, clean towels when you get out of the shower. Um, she rules her children well. She knows what's going on. And I know that this sounds like one of those things that's like a hard list to check off. It's, it's just like really knows what's going on with the kids, with the, you know, with the everything. Um, it is, it is difficult, you know, especially if you're working and you're involved in ministry and you've got your, you know, you're wearing all these different hats. It's difficult. But God calls us as women to, to watch over the ways of our household. That's our first, our first ministry. Ask the Lord to show you your blind spots. There's always blind spots when it comes to families and the things of the household. Ask the Lord and he'll show you, especially if you are sincere. If you really want to know, ask the Lord to show you your blind spots where things are concerned with your children and and, um, your household. 
uh, the woman that fears the Lord, blessed and praised. She is, she is blessed and praised for the work of her hands. And again, we talked about that, about how the Lord, um, there will be a day when you hear, well done, thy good and faithful servant. When something is done in the fear of the Lord, there's no need to worry how well it's done, or you don't have to, you don't have to worry about every single detail. Again, and just using the example of taking a meal to somebody or preparing a meal for your family, um, you know, you don't have to think, you know, I have to have the meat and I have to have the salad and I have to have the dessert and what about the drinks and oh, I, do they like bread? I wonder if they like bread. You know, you, that, that's just going to trip you up. You know, just really, um, you know, just that you do it is, is the thing. And, and I know being on the receiving end, you're, it's just such a blessing that somebody would love you enough to actually, you know, just bring over a meal. And a lot of times it might be just, you know, if you're making a pot of spaghetti for your family, throw in some extra noodles, you know, grab some, um, grab, grab some, some dessert on the, at, at, um, United on the way or at Walmart and, and, you know, there you go. You know, it doesn't have, you don't have to worry about it. You know, stopping at the, at the, um, the, the grocery store and getting that frozen lasagna or picking up a bucket of chicken, you know, even a bag of burgers, you know, you can even do that. And, you know, just the details don't need to be stressed out about. Um, but just that, that you did it is, is a, is a neat thing. Um, again, there's women in your life that can teach you. If you're sitting there and you're really sweating and going, man, I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. How can I do this? First of all, ask the Lord. Ask the Lord to show you somebody and give you somebody in need. And usually it's somebody that you know. I mean, so you're going to know what they like and you're going to know, you know, things like that. Um, ask the Lord. And then, and then there are women in your life. There's women in this room that can help you to show you how to, to do those things. And, you know, there's always Pinterest. <laughs> so, but I know that there's women in this room that can teach you and show you. Um, again, my, my mom and my grandma, I've been really blessed to have, to have them. They're always thinking of, of helping others. You know, what can we do to help? If somebody was having a baby, they were right there to help. I, I remember, you know, my mom going and, and taking sheets off beds and, and helping, you know, always helping aunties and, and the other kids and, and the neighbors, you know, there were, there was always, there, there was always that. We had a neighbor that would bake bread and sometimes even just a loaf of bread. It's just so, so nice to get. Um, my, my grandma taught me to, to, um, to pray and to love Jesus. So it's not just, it's not just the working with the hands, but it's the getting to know, it's getting to know your God. That's the biggest thing is getting to know your God. Let's read Proverbs 31, 13 through 20 one more time before we close. Proverbs 13, uh, 30, uh, 31, 13. It says, she seeks wool and flax and willingly works with her hands. She is like the merchant ships. She brings food from afar. She also rises while it's yet night and provides food for her household and portions for her maidservant. She considers a field and buys it. From her profits, she plants a vineyard. She girds herself with strength and strengthens her arms. She perceives that her merchandise is good, and her lamp does not go out by night. She stretches out her hands to the distaff, and her hand holds the spindle. She extends her hand to the poor, 
Yes, she, she, she reaches out her hands to the needy. And next week, again, she is not afraid of snow for her household, for her household is clothed in scarlet. Look at your hands. Everybody take a look real quick at your hands. I know there's times I look at my hands and I think, man, I need some lotion or whatever, but I want you to look at your hands. Don't think about that. Don't think about what your hands need. I want you to look at your hands and I want you to ask the Lord, what can I do with my hands that will bring you glory, God? Let's pray. Father, we just thank you, God, again, that you never ask us to do something that you don't first give us the strength and the ability to do. Lord, I thank you for these women that are here today, Lord, and I pray that you would that you would give them opportunities in the next few days and the weeks to um, to reach out their hands to the poor, to the needy, uh, to to people in their in their uh, circle of of life, Lord. Lord, my prayer also is that there would not be a person or a family that these women come in contact with that are in need that would be left needy, Lord, because these women love you and they, they want to glorify you. They want to work willingly with their hands. They want to act gladly and enthusiastically with their hands. And Lord, not that, that they would be, um, have those pats on the back from their friends or, or their family, but Lord, that you would, you would bless them. In Jesus' name, amen.